Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 27. I'm Carly Tisano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we're diving into a topic that is tangentially related to resolutions and goals and goal setting, but can also be applied across pretty much every other area of your life. And because of that, that just makes it that much more important to discuss and look at and talk about. And unfortunately, this topic does not break down into a nice, easy alliteration or something that's easy to remember, but I have boiled the topic down into five steps or five things that you should do. There are probably more out there that you could conceptualize or that might be appropriate in a given situation, but you should at least do these five things before you quit something. So we're going to be looking at five things to do before you quit. This could be your job. It could be a relationship, but at least within the context of what we're going to be talking about today, these are five things you should do before you give up on any goal or (laughs) decide that a resolution is no longer worth pursuing. So the first thing that you should do before you quit is to remind yourself that a lapse of motivation does not mean you should quit. So when January 1st rolls around, a lot of people are enjoying that fresh start feeling. They are feeling particularly motivated. And so they set that goal to (laughs) work out six or seven times a week and to get their six or seven servings of vegetables every day and to read the six or seven books that are on their bedside table and get (laughs) at least six or seven hours of sleep. It could be any number of things. And oftentimes the goals that we set are quite ambitious. And I'm not here to tell you that's not a good thing because setting ambitious goals is a great thing, especially because a lot of us want to achieve ambitious things. We want to be ambitious and go after things that are hard or difficult or that are going to make us grow and develop and evolve into that next version of ourselves. So that is not what I'm saying at all. Those things we absolutely should go after and should pursue, but oftentimes those are the things (laughs) that are inherently hard and difficult and take a lot of effort and time to begin to see progress or to make progress or just to get to the end goal anyway. So whether you are pursuing or working on something that is big or hard, you set big ambitious goals, or you're just working on simpler, smaller, easier things, or even just those big ambitious goals scaled back to maybe a more reasonable level for you, like going to the gym two or three times a week, eating at least an apple and a salad every day. It can be whatever. But before you give up on anything, any goal or resolution at any level, remind yourself that a lapse of motivation does not equal quitting because It is inevitable that at some point along the way, whether it's January 2nd or February 2nd or June 2nd, probably some point along the way, your motivation is going to begin to dip. It's not going to be quite as exciting. The fresh start is now a day or a month or six months behind you and you've fallen into some routine or you're trying to establish a routine and you're probably coming up against some obstacles. So it's not surprising that your motivation is not continuing at full strength all the way through reaching the goal, or if you're trying to establish a habit like going to the gym or eating healthy, then it's easy to see that you're not gonna be motivated to do that 365 days a year for the rest of your life. But that doesn't mean that you should quit. When you are feeling motivated, it is a particularly powerful emotion and it's super exciting and something that I encourage people to capitalize on at all costs, as much as possible. When you are feeling motivated to do something, to do anything, then I absolutely think you should do it. But I always give that with the caveat of you should be ready to sub in other emotions when motivation starts to weaken or diminish or go away completely. And 
some of those emotions that I like to think of as the backup generators for motivation are things like commitment. When you are really committed to your goal, then you're going to keep taking action to pursue it. And committed doesn't feel nearly as exciting and it doesn't feel sometimes nearly as powerful, but it is powerful enough to get you to keep taking action on what matters to you. One that I think even a step down from commitment is willingness. If you were just willing to make a salad, if you were just willing to drive to the gym, then you were still likely to continue making progress on your goals. But that one to me feels like an even, even one level down. Maybe it doesn't feel that way to you. Emotions resonate differently for all of us. So definitely use whatever comes up for you, but don't be afraid to sub in other emotions to keep working towards your goal, even when you don't feel particularly motivated to do so. And Motivation is kind of like a roller coaster. So just because you aren't feeling motivated now doesn't mean you won't later. And it can certainly come and go. But either way, no matter the level of motivation you're feeling in a given moment, does not equate in any way to the worthiness of your goal or the desirability of your goal or that you should quit or give up or focus on something else entirely. Once you have reminded yourself that just because you're not motivated does not mean you should give up, the second thing you need to do is to assess your emotions, not just motivation that we're looking at here. We also need to ensure that we aren't acting out of (laughs) significant amounts of anger or frustration or irritation or sadness and depression are also ones that you probably don't want to dictate a lot of your actions. Anxiety is one that is an important indicator of a lot of things, but isn't something you necessarily want to take heavily into account when setting your goals, or especially when deciding that a goal is something you want to give up on. Unless of course you're in an unsafe situation, which in that case, of course you need to do whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe. But that is kind of an extraneous situation. Of course, that's a side note and you always know what is best to do for you. But oftentimes these intense emotions, they are exactly that. They're very intense. They often play a significant role in helping us in determining what we do or don't do or start or follow through on. And that is understandable, especially because they are so intense. Whereas some of the ones we were just talking about, like commitment or willingness, they often aren't. They don't have as much of a visceral, emotional, or physical reaction in our body. They don't feel quite the same. And that's totally okay. But often it means that if we let ourselves be swayed or moved or base our decisions on those more visceral emotions, our more visceral emotions aren't always in line with the things that we ultimately want. Oftentimes they're more in line with the circumstances or external things that have occurred in our life that we have less control over. We do have some control, of course, over them, but oftentimes we have less control. So if your boss gives you a critique or constructive criticism in a certain area, oftentimes that can lead to people feeling defensive or angry or upset or sad. And so that might lead them to saying, I hate this job, why am I here? (laughs) Even to thinking this isn't what I want. And so they quit when really all they were dealing with was some intense emotions surrounding this constructive criticism. And actually that is the job that they want, at least for now, in order to move forward in the career that they ultimately hope to do. That is something for you to keep in mind to at least takes a minute to assess what emotions are driving this desire to quit. Because if it's something like rationality or something that has to do with safety, then that probably is a good indicator that this isn't something you should pursue any longer and you should quit. But if it's something like sadness, frustration, defensiveness, those are oftentimes less desirable emotions to act from, especially when it comes to things that determine the long-term direction or course of our lives. So from there, the third thing to do before you quit is to determine if your end goal has changed. 
So a big part of what I do in my work with clients is helping them to create that vision of the future life that they want. That's often one of the first things I'll do with the client. And within the context of resolutions, that's what do you want your life to be like on December 31st of next year? Helping them to create a really clear and concrete vision of that life that they want to create is so powerful. And it's something that they can remind themselves of and then often helps to generate motivation along the way if it's something that's lacking or at least remind them of what they want and why they want it so that they can be committed to it or (laughs) even just willing to keep going and to keep taking action. And it's totally okay if your end goal has changed. If for some reason that vision you created of the person you wanna be and the life you wanna be living at the end of the year, if for some reason that has shifted, if you have gained new information or a significant life event has occurred, then it's totally plausible or understandable that your vision for the life that you want would completely change. And if that is the case, then that's going to filter down into the goals and resolutions that you're going to be working on because that's going to impact where you get at the end of the year. So it may not change things like wanting to be fit or eat healthy because probably no matter what kind of life or what direction your life is heading in, those are probably things you're going to want, but it could impact whether or not you still want to run a marathon or whether reading is still as big of a priority or whether you want to go back to school or whether you want to quit school. That's something I don't normally advocate, but if the vision for the life you want has changed, then that is a reason to consider taking that action. If your end goal has not changed, however, if you still ultimately want the same things at the end of the year and you intentionally set your goals with that in mind, then you probably don't wanna quit. That's probably not actually what you want, There might be, you might be suffering from a lack of motivation or there might be other external factors, or maybe you do need to take a pause on your goal because of some circumstances in your life. But it does not mean that you should ultimately quit the things that you were working on because it does sound like ultimately you still want the same things and ultimately the goals you set are gonna help you get there. So if you have decided, I'm not just suffering from a lack of motivation and my end goal has changed, The fourth thing to do before you quit is to determine where you're focusing instead. So that looks like casting, once again, a vision for that future life that you want to create. And in this case, that would be whatever is now in line with that new life that you want. Maybe you met the love of your life and got engaged and got married. And so suddenly at the end of the year, you don't want to be traveling the world solo and living out of a backpack. You want to be married and settle down in a house in the suburbs with a white picket fence. Those are pretty drastic different directions, but if you're meant because of something that happened in your life that you now want to pursue this second option, then you want to create that vision for your life. What does that look like when you are <laughs> living in suburbia USA? What are you doing for work? What do your relationships look like, especially if that entailed some kind of move? How do you want to be connected to the people people that you know now? How do you want to work on developing new relationships? What other hobbies or activities do you want to continue to pursue or to start to pursue that are going to make that transition easier or to just be part of that life that you're creating? All of this comes together and plays a role in helping you to develop and determine where you're going to be focusing instead if your focus is no longer on what you had originally intended it to be. And so even if you aren't doing this exercise in terms of resolutions or you're considering quitting some other goal on some other scale, you're still going to want to do the same work, whether it is on the year scale or three years or five years, or even just a couple months, you can do this exercise to determine who instead you now want to be or where instead you now want to be and what actions or goals or resolutions you need to set in order to help you get there. From there, okay, and finally, the last thing that you need to do once you have (laughs) determined where you're gonna be focusing instead, what that vision for the future life that you wanna create is, 
even slash especially when it's something that is new or different for you, you want to decide on your next step. And I think that this is super important because it's easy to create that vision for your new life. If that is what you've determined intentionally is what you want, but sometimes it's hard to begin to build momentum again towards that because especially if it feels like you stopped in the middle of something and now you're kind of jumping over to parallel tracks or maybe perpendicular tracks as the case may be and now you're kind of going off in a different direction taking different action or heading towards a different goal sometimes it can be hard to get started again or to know exactly what to do to get started or where to start it is important to before you officially quit to determine what that next step is. Conventionally, when people talk about quitting something, they're talking about quitting a job. And so oftentimes that's why people will tell you to start applying other places to put your resume out there before you quit, (laughs) before you take that step and take that action to actually commit to quitting. They want you to begin to realize at least what the world is like out there to begin to put your feelers out, maybe make connections that are going to be beneficial to you then when you do quit your job. And this is similar, but often on a smaller scale and just deciding whatever that next step is to begin to take action in this new direction. So if your end goal, the vision of the life that you want is to live a healthy and life and to become very fit, then one way you might do that is to try CrossFit. (laughs) That is a way that many people I know choose to get fit or stay fit. And of course it has a very strong reputation for what it is and what it entails. And so maybe you try it and you decide CrossFit is not for me. So that could be something that you have decided, okay, this is not what I want. I don't want CrossFit in order to help me achieve this goal of getting fit. But luckily for you, there are lots of other things you can do, lots of other ways for you to get fit. So you may decide, okay, the vision for the life I want, being fit isn't changing, but the way I wanna get there is. So I'm going to quit CrossFit, but instead of quitting CrossFit and then saying, in a couple weeks, I'll decide getting into the habit of coming home after work and just sitting in front of the TV, that creates a pattern that is much harder to get out of than if you were to say, okay, I'm quitting CrossFit at the end of this week. Friday will be my last day. And on Monday, I have signed up for a bar class because that is something I want to try instead, which I will throw this out there. Bar is the most intense workout I've ever done in my entire life. So if you want to get fit, that could be a very good way to do it if bar intrigues you. So once you have decided on your next step, then you can kind of let go of the past and your past goals, your past direction, and whatever tools or means you were using to work towards that goal in the past, you can kind of let those go, make the quitting official, whatever that looks like in your scenario, and then begin to move in that new direction, or at least using alternative goals and resolutions in order to get there. As I said before, these aren't exclusively the only five things you should do or consider when you are quitting anything. In your case or situation, there may be other things. There probably are a lot of other factors that you have to consider or ways you want to approach the issue. But these are things that particularly when it comes to setting goals or resolutions, I think everyone should consider and that should play a role in their decision, at least to make sure to check all these boxes and ensure that you're not quitting something just because you're annoyed and that ultimately is going to stand in the way of you creating the life you want or becoming the person that you most want to be. So today I encourage you to resolve to consider these five things before you quit. I don't know if you're considering quitting anything right now. If you're not, then I want you to at least just catalog these in the back of your mind or make note of this episode and know that it's something you can return to in the future. You can walk through these steps with me as you are considering quitting something or if that's something that's popping up on your radar or if you have quit something to determine was that really the best step? Is that really what I wanted to do or should have done in that situation? Whether or not you are actively in a quitting situation though, I hope that this episode has been helpful and an an interesting perspective or way of you to consider the concept of quitting since it's something that I think we don't talk 
too much about. Quitting is something that is pretty universally considered bad or something that you shouldn't do or that somehow reflects on your character or your ability to stick things through or carry things out. And I can understand the logic there and I can see how that is true in some situations, but I also think that quitting is an important tool. It is something else that we can use in order to help us get where we want to go, especially if we're heading in the wrong direction. I live in Seattle. And so that would kind of be like trying to get to Los Angeles by heading to New York. That is ultimately not going to work because I would just keep circling the globe at that latitude and I'm never going to end up in Los Angeles. If you suddenly decided that you want to end up in Los Angeles, but you find yourself heading to New York, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to course correct and start heading in that direction. It doesn't mean anything about you as a person other than that you are a person who acts in line with their goals, who isn't afraid to stop something that isn't taking them the direction they wanna go. And that is much more likely to increase your self-confidence and to build your self-trust than continuing to head in a direction that you don't wanna go. So when you view quitting that way, I think it's so easy to see how powerful and beneficial it can be and something that you ultimately want to have in your arsenal of tools to get where you wanna go. And it's super necessary to cut off everything else that isn't gonna help you get there. So. With that in mind, don't be afraid to quit if that's what you need to do, but do consider these five things. Do take these five steps before you quit to ensure <laughs> to ensure that you aren't quitting to quit, but that you are quitting to go the direction that you wanna go. And what I am reading this week, I am reading The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. So that is her newest book that is out. And I think I actually saw that the rights have already been purchased for it to be made into a movie, which is exciting. Although I will admit, I think it is my least favorite of the Lucy Foley books, which is disappointing because I've enjoyed her thrillers in the past. And so last summer, even when I saw that this book was coming out, I was super excited. And then as soon as I saw that it came out, I flew to the top of my to read list and I got my hands on it as soon as possible. But even pretty early on, I was not super excited or super impressed. There were a lot of different perspectives where each chapter is told from a different perspective, which is one of my least favorite literary tools. Some people do it okay, but it's not my favorite. And there were just so many perspectives in this book and so much bouncing back and forth between them. And it felt like it took a really long time to even get to the heart of the story. And it's one where you feel like stuff is being hidden kind of unnecessarily and then other things are being built up kind of unnecessarily. And now even as I'm reaching the end, I still have that sense of the book just was not really what I wanted it to be or hoped it would be. So that was a little bit disappointing, but I am reading it. And since it is a thriller, I am enjoying it, <laughs> at least on that level. And today I want to toast a friend of mine who has a very fun and unique goal this year. She has made a list of all of the coffee shops in our county whether they're drive through or where you can sit inside. And she's made it her mission to visit pretty much all of them. And she's created an Instagram page and she is rating the coffee and the decor. She's a barista and an interior design student. So she's reviewing the coffee shop and the coffee from all of those different angles. If you want to check it out, her page is Grounded Critique. And you can find it on Instagram at grounded.critique. It's been so fun to watch her do that and to watch this project develop, even from hearing about it when it was in like the little tiny seed stage. And it's even more fun because I've been able to tag along with her to coffee shops and I know she's taken other friends with her. And so it's become a really collaborative goal. And that's something that you don't see super often. This friend and I have worked on other stuff together. She's the one who I dragged to bar class with me, that very intense workout I was talking about. So there are of course ways that you can incorporate your friends into your goals and make it a really communal and fun experience. But this is one that has been particularly fun 
and luckily required a lot less sweat than the bar class. And so it's one that's so exciting to witness and watch and to see. And so I want to toast Caitlin and her goal and for bringing other people in to come along to pursue that goal alongside her and making them part of it and helping them to feel like they're part of the journey. So not every goal makes sense to have people brought along with you, but when you can, it makes it just that much more fun. And with that, thanks for tuning in to the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tisano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show. And subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytisano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.